0: This is Text Talks. I hope y'all are having an awesome day today. Today's subject is going to be a combination of working on SMART goals, which I mentioned in another video. And for those of you who need a review of it, I'll throw it out there real quick. SMART goals are goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. Now, let's jump right into parenting skills. What? Wait, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you go from this to that? Smart goals was a talk about being able to pick goals in your life that let you know what it is you're achieving is reachable, doable when you've actually achieved it. So that you can then reset, get a different goal, do something. A lot of times we set goals that are not specific. They're vague. People walk in and say, I want to be happy. That's really not specific. What do you mean by happy? When do you want to be happy? All the time? Some of the time? Most of the time? Part of the time? What does it mean to be happy? How do you know you're happy? Is it even relevant in some situations to say, I want to be happy? I want to be happy all the time. Well, aren't there times in your lives where you really should experience sadness, loss? You know, you can't be happy all the time. How does this pertain to parenting skills? Often we look at our kids and we will make comments like, you need to clean your room. If you're a parent, you think, well, that's understandable. They should know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, No. I am telling people all the time, you have to communicate clearly. Now, one of the leadership ideas that come from way back in my early days is as a leader, as a supervisor, as the person in charge. You are responsible for making sure that those appointed under you or working under you or under your direction. Know what you want out of them understand it and you have to get feedback to make sure if you tell somebody that you want something done you have to make sure your vocabulary is understandable in other words clean your room well how clean is clean in other words being specific what do you want I want the clothes picked up I want it dusted I want it vacuumed and I want the bed made and don't go, well, they should just know that. No, this is just like the relationship between partners, couples, expecting them to understand your language and what you mean. It, it, it leads to those situations where, well, you should just know what I want. No, it's not your child's job to be a psychic mind reader, no more than it is your partner's. Then to say measurable, well, it's, some things are easy to measurable, all close off the floor the bed made, the whole floor vacuumed, to include the closet. Notice there was a slip there. If you say vacuum the room, you didn't say the closet. And don't blame your children for finding ways to get around your instructions. Because if you say vacuum the room, they probably won't vacuum the closet. If you say vacuum the room and you don't say and under the bed, they're probably going to understand that, well, I didn't vacuum under the bed because why would I vacuum under the bed? I don't walk there. I want it done anyway. When do you want it? I've had lots of people give instructions and the problem is if you give somebody a time limit, then at least they have one and they may go over it. You may have to come back and say, didn't I say have this done by 9 p.m. tonight? But if you say, clean your room and you don't give a specific time that leaves it wide open for your child to think, well, I'll do it before I go to bed. When will they go to bed? When do you go to bed? I have people who go to bed at different times every night. Goodness help them. But they do. Uh, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, two in the morning. But then you have a rule. Well, you know, no loud noises after, you know, 10, because someone in the house has to go to bed to go to work the next morning. And you told them they just have to do it. And then their mind before bed, even that one. Well, how can they do it? Now they have rules that conflict because you said no vacuuming, no loud sounds after 10 p.m. And then it becomes a, OK, no, we need to clear this up. When does it need to be done by? And clearly, you need to go, all right, and what are the consequences of not doing it? Telling someone, well, you'll just be in trouble. What does that mean? Having specific consequences, you don't do what I told you to do about cleaning your room. Then tomorrow, the consequences are no X, Y, or Z, or whatever it is you're going to do. That way, there's a clear understanding. You didn't obey the rule. You didn't do what you told. These are your consequences for your actions. How would you like if you got pulled over by a cop and they said, well, in our city, there's a rule. If you speed, there's there's a consequence. What's the consequence? Well, the officer gets to decide or he gives it to the judge. and The judge decides what the consequence will be. It may be a fine. It may be days in jail. It may be both. It may be public service. Depends on the mood. You would go, wait a minute, that's, that's, is that even legal? It definitely isn't fair. Well, in the case of parenting, the I'll make up my mind when I want means that basically I'll let my mood dictate what the punishment will be. No. Part of setting the whole specifics is to make sure everyone understands. This also allows you to become detached and not take it personally. Oh, no. So here I'm going to throw a little Miguel Ruiz in there, a little four agreements in there, not taking things personally. When you tell your child to do the dishes and then they don't do them, or even if you're specific and you go, look, I want the dishes done. That means washed, dried or out of the washing machine or with a dishwasher, whatever you have put away by 10 o'clock tonight. And they don't do it. It's a simple matter of, okay, you didn't do it. These are your consequences. They may go off, they may make noise, they may whine, beg, plead, all these other things. But as I explained in why I endorse the use of magic one, two, three, or one, two three magic, you you go back and you get that book, read that, or you go back and listen to some of the things I've talked about when I say, You give an order, you set a rule, and then when the consequence comes, it comes. No lectures, no no speeches. Most of the time, giving the lecture, giving the speech is basically the equivalent of you saying, I'm angry and I want to verbally throw my anger at you so that you understand how much I'm hurting Think about that. Is that really how you want your child to be? Or do you want your child to be able to say these, these are the consequences for not doing this simple, plain enough? Do it. Are you taking it personally? I have heard. And you probably have to. How many times do I have to tell you this? Of course, now, if somebody told me that, the smart ass in me would come out and say, uh, either till it gets done or you get tired of telling me. Which is an honest answer of which you're going to get mad at. Don't be a smart ass. Don't ask dumb questions. Lectures like, Haven't I told you a thousand times before? Why can't you do this? Why don't you listen to me? Uh, Oh, there's the key feeling that if you tell your kids to do something and they don't do it, they didn't listen to you. And then if they don't listen to you, Then they don't respect you. So it's your hurt feelings. And you go, well, my children, they have to respect me. Um, No, they don't. Respect is earned. In fact, it sounds more like you want your children to fear you. Oh, you don't? Then why would you shout at them? Why would you lecture them? Why would you shame them? Why would you hurt them if you didn't want them to fear the consequences you're giving, which is in essence saying to fear you? So you want to rule by fear. Don't be angry when the uh, peasants propel. The thing is, if you rule by fear, one day you won't have fear over them. Or worse yet. You'll always have fear over them, and so will everybody else. You want your child growing up, learning that they need to fear the most powerful person, succumb to their wishes, and give them what they want. Is that the kind of child you want, one who just can't stand up, is afraid of the consequences, was taught that the bigger, stronger, powerful person is always the one who's right? didn't think so. And if you do, there's something else going on here. So with those thoughts in mind, giving them the consequences and just being point blank, saying, look, this is this is what I said. This is what happens. then you don't have to get angry and you don't have to build all that animosity up and you don't have to take it personally when people don't do their jobs. Being the supervisor means, okay, did I was I clear? Going back and visiting the situation yourself, going, was I clear? Did I give clear instructions? Did I give clear instructions on not only what to do, how it should be done, when it should be done by, and what are the consequences if you don't don't do it. Now, after you get into a, a habit of doing this, and after someone has cleaned their room a certain number of times, you don't have to always go back and give such detailed instructions. It is, though, very important to make sure that those instructions and details are understood And then it's easier to go back later and go and question, you know, do do you, do you remember what we talked about back then? This is what I want. This is the level of clean I expect. So, again, smart goals are not just for you to improve your life. They're also about passing on to your children or to those people that, you know, you're the guardian over. And letting them know what it is they need to do to accomplish what they need to accomplish. You're teaching your child a skill and that skill will then help them later. If you don't know smart goals now, it might be because you didn't have smart goals then. And who likes to learn by trial and error? And if your child asks you for clarification, that is a blessing. Do not take it personally. Do not take it as them challenging your leadership. In fact, question yourself if they have to come back and ask you to clarify. That's an indication that you might have not been clear to begin with. That's the case where you can learn. I need to be more clear. Let me make this more clear. Let me elaborate on this, not lecture, but give them the answer they want. If they ask you, what do you mean by, you know, clean the room? It doesn't have to turn into a lecture. Do you know what I mean? I've told you a thousand times and all. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's like you wasted 15 minutes of your breath ranting. Instead of just giving the instructions and then asking. All clear. Cool. Any more questions? Cool. It shows good leadership. When you allow other people to ask you for clarification because it allows you also the opportunity to grow yourself and realize that maybe you're not as clear as you thought you was. Communication is one of those funny things. Your standards, my standards, totally different. Things that you think are clear to you are not clear to other people. And this is throughout your whole life. So you can take this into your broader world. It's not just about children. It's about your workplace. It's about all kinds of places. And also knowing what a good leader is allows you to find good leaders in your life. And those are the kind of people you want to work for. Those are the kind of people that you want to rally around who are going to be in charge because, you know, they're going to give you clear instructions. All right. So I hope that helps a little bit. It, it Like I said, it brings in smart goals with parenting skills and a little bit of the four agreements. And a little bit of communication. Hope you have an awesome day. Don't take things personally. Thank you, Mike.